It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Around the Circle. That's the trouble around here. Talk, talk, talk. Happy Thursday. It's a mailbag edition of the Crossover Podcast. Look, it's talk of champions. That's what it is. I just got to put David's name in the intro. I got to get a new intro made. This is talk of champions, and I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. Hey, buddy. Hey, I call it the Crossover Podcast. Well, it just doesn't have the same ring to it. Oh, okay. I got you. You call it whatever makes you happy. David and Ben's Fun Hour. Yeah, there you go. Boom. That makes you happy? There's the winner. Let's call it the Fun Hour. How you been? I'm good. I'm good. Um, You know, absorbing in the world around me this morning, but I'm good. How are you? What do you mean? What are you absorbing? Oh, just absorbing in everything from the birds singing to my neighbor pulling out of her driveway to... You know, just things. To the NIO club for these players? Oh, yeah, that's one of the things. The Oxford NIO club. I'm not going to be critical about that just because I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I'm going to reserve judgment until I know about it. But right now, on the surface, it seems like they're just starting their own Ole Miss website. On the surface, yes, apparently, uh, with content and message boards and all that stuff. But um, I, I really – I don't know who's behind it. Um, you know, just a development this morning. Why would OleMissSports.com not be that thing? I don't know. Whatever, the well, Oxford NIO Club. I tell you what, though, what this business is now – Oh, my God. If you'd have told me in 2015, 16, that this is where it would be in less than 10 years, I would have gone, holy crap, that's nothing. I mean, it's completely turned over. Flipped yeah, on it's changing. There's no doubt about it. It's changing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't know yet if it's for the better or not. Um, I just don't know. 
I mean, we're we're living in a world where, and by the way, did you see Shannon Sharp's dialogue on Kirby Smart? Yeah, but I, I think he kind of made a point that wasn't really there because Kirby Smart wasn't really talking about what Shannon Sharp was talking about. All went over my head. All I heard was, I'm coming to school in a Ferrari. And, um, <laughs> you know, that, that's where we're headed quickly. That's it. I don't know if I'd come to school in a Ferrari. I would pick out the best SUV I could find. There you go. There you go. Loaded and I probably up. would, too. Some folks would rather have the red Ferrari. Josh Tatum uh, would have wanted a truck. Josh Tatum would have wanted a truck with a set of horns, <laughs> like the size of Texas, even though he's from Georgia, on the top of it. And he probably yeah. would have fallen out of the bed somehow. Josh Tatum buried one of my dogs one time. Oh, my God. What is wrong with yeah. you this morning? Like, why are we talking? Oh, my God. Josh Josh was doing a little work for me. Okay. And, uh, and my dog died. And okay. I was going to one of Eli's high school football games. And my neighbor found my dog. And I just called Josh up and I said, hey, just go to the house, put him in the backyard, and have him buried when I get back home. And he did. So, Anyway. Wow. There you go. Happy Thursday. You brought Josh Tatum up. I didn't. Well, I just thought about Josh Tatum being the countryest Ole Miss guy I've ever covered. Oh, yeah. He'd have gold overalls and, a, and like I said, a pair of Longhorns on his truck. And you no turn reason. it into loss because I guess you can't have joy without sadness and life yeah, without I death. Turned it into a, a deeper Josh Tatum story. Oh, lady. Oh. Well, yeah. this mailbag yeah. edition of... Whatever you want to call the podcast, talk of champions. We got a lot of questions. The mail's here. You've got mail. Special mail for you. This is a letter to Hollywood saying, keep it up. Movies are great. We're going to start on the Ole Miss Spirit message board and then move to the inside of the Rebels message board. To my Twitter account, to David's Twitter account. First, Brandon Rev eighteen forty eight asks, any info on baseball portal stuff? You know, we know uh, the Brown kid from Long Beach State um, has come in here and made a visit. So uh, you're still an arm away from kind of solidifying that staff with Hunter Elliott. Um, that's the biggest news right now. You're waiting to see what he does from Long Beach State. Yeah, Pogue signing um, after the draft is a big hit because he was going to be counted on as a potential weekend starter for Ole Miss. If you get the Long Beach State kid, then you certainly address a big need. But now I wonder if they'll go into the portal and look for more position players because Roman Anthony is now a Red Sox. And they had optimism leading up to the draft that they were going to get him on – they had him on campus, but get him – to the season as a starter in center field for them. And I don't think that's going to happen. Well, obviously it's not going to happen anymore. Uh, but now what do you do in the portal to replace him, maybe find a first baseman? I don't know. I just know that for the longest, the emphasis or the focus was pitching. New Orleans Rebel, or no Rebel, any more news on Sunterian Perkins, Centurion Perkins? Is it Sunterian or Sunterian? Uh, I mean, man, I call him Sunterian. All right, let's and, say Sunterian, uh, Yeah, I, I – I mean, here's the latest. You know, there's all kind of scuttlebutt flying around out there about, you know, uh, 
Ole Miss may have kind of been unintentionally not paying him enough attention. Um, that issue has been resolved if it ever was an issue. I know that um, he got a phone call from head coach Lane Kiffin, uh, which kind of soothed all that over. As things stand right now, I think Santorin is going to be an Ole Miss rebel. But we're living in this crazy NIL world. I mean, who knows? Uh, you know, he, he may go straight from Raleigh High School to the New York Jets. I have no idea what he's going to ultimately end up doing, uh, except other than uh, like 99% of the other kids out there, he's going to take the money. Wherever the money is is where he's going to go. But um, as of right now, I'll tell you on this Thursday morning, Sunterine Perkins is, is committed to Ole Miss. Although he does have a little bit of a uh, dyslexic, maybe ambidextrous Twitter account where he has Ole Miss in his description as, uh, you know, where, where he's committed to. But his photo head on his Twitter page is Alabama football. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. And um, we'll move on to the next question. I think he's going to end up at Ole Miss. Rally one, I think that's how I say it. What's the news from strength and conditioning? I don't know anything outside of what few players I've talked to that say they're getting bigger, faster, and stronger and all that. I don't think there's really anything that you can glean from summer strength and conditioning anymore. It's all kind of the same. I've talked to a few players, and, uh, you know, they all like Nick Savage. They like his approach and his staff. How could you not like his staff? That includes – Former Rebel Jordan Sims on it, but, um, you know, um, they all seem to like what they're doing. Um, you know, Ulysses Bentley told me his goal has just been to maintain everything and that, you know, he's got a plan to help him maintain everything. Um, you know, but guys like Jalen White, you know, Jalen has told me, hey, you know, yeah, he's developing my body. I'm getting bigger. I'm getting faster. I'm getting stronger. So, you know, it may lend you to uh, to to think that, you know, maybe Savage has a more individualistic approach, if you will. Um, but as Lane Kiffin pointed out at SEC Media Days, he has not forgotten about Wilson Love. He lamented losing Wilson Love. So, you know, we'll see. If we go on the field and look smaller than Vanderbilt this year, then – you know, he's probably not doing a good job. Oh, if David, that's not going to happen. Come on now. Look, well, well, if we go on the field and look great, he's probably doing a great job. I'm just saying, when somebody I won't name was strength coach here once a long, long time ago, I was standing on the sidelines part of the Vanderbilt game, and I was like, oh, my God, Vanderbilt is twice as big as we are. So Don Decker? No We're talking about Don Decker? I, I'm not naming any names. So Don Decker. Uh, I'm not naming any names. Don Decker. Um, so, yeah, that that was why I made that point. But uh, anyway, moving on. Don Decker, West Ham fan. We ran for 3,204 yards in a 10-win season last year. Assuming we suffer any sort of growing pains at quarterback, could you see a 10-win season this year without leaning on the run game and getting closer to 4,000 yards? That's a good question. Mm. You know – no, I, I think I think you're looking at at maybe slightly north of three thousand yards again, simply because look, Ole Miss lost their, regardless of of Zach Evans, Ulysses Bentley, what we think is a surging Kentrell Bullock, 
Ole Miss lost its top four rushers last year in 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 Snoop Connor, Jerry Ely, Henry Paris, and Matt Corral. Okay, can either one of these guys run like Matt Corral? I don't think so. So you know, you're, I think you're going to take a hit in quarterback rushing yards. Um, you know, and I think Zach Evans is probably going to be close to a thousand yards. Um, just because I think he's going to get more handoffs. Oh yeah, he's um, going to be over a thousand. I'm with you. I think the biggest drop off. I don't like. I'm, I'm not concerned about the running back room. I think it's a better running back room. I love Zach Evans. Lucy Bentley really excited about him too. Control Bullock could be emerging, but Matt Corral ran so much last year, and even though Jackson Dart has a similar type of game, he hasn't done it to that level, even close to that level so far in his career. And Luke Altmaier isn't that kind of a runner. So taking that dynamic out of your offense, which was such a big part of your offense, how do you replace that? I don't I don't know. I don't even know how you replicate that if the quarterbacks can't run. How do you recreate that somewhere else? I don't know. Yeah, and that's one thing we haven't talked about, Jackson Dark. I don't think he's a great runner at all. Um, you know, and, and a scrambler maybe, but he's not a great runner. Um, nothing compared to Matt Corral or John Rice Plumley, the last two Ole Miss quarterbacks. So, um, you know, no, I don't think they run for 4,000. I think they can hit 3,000 again, but uh, it's going to be done in different ways. Silence KC, which drafted baseball players stay? Grayson Saunier, he's a 19th round pick of the Texas Rangers. Who backs up Caleb Warren at center? Hey, that's a that's a good question, and I was asked that on my message board as well. And um, you know, I think what you would see backing up Caleb Warren at center, honestly, I think you see Eli Acker shift down, and I think Jake Thornton at that point would insert one of these young guards into the lineup if Caleb went down. Uh, I, I don't necessarily see a true backup center on this Ole Miss squad. Reese McIntyre, of course, has taken some snaps and. Things of that nature, but you know, you want your best five on the field, or at least your best center and, and your best four. Um, so I, I would, I can tell you what I would do. I would move Eli Acker to the center position. Yes. And you know, bring somebody like a Sed Melton, somebody like that, into the lineup to play guard. Who's the sixth lineman right now? You know, I don't know if they know that yet. Um, well, I'm just saying, you know, if you had to, if you had to pick one, who is it to you right now? Mine would be Cedric Melton, uh, but, you know, Tobias Braun is coming on strong. They're crazy about all these young kids. And uh, Jalen Williams. You know, yeah, Jalen Williams, another one. So, Jaden Williams. So, Jaden Williams. You know, uh, yeah, okay, I got you, Jalen. Um, you know, I, I, I think fall camp's going to sort some of that stuff out. And, you know, that's a question you really hope you never have to find out the answer to. Uh, but, um but they've got some good young depth. I know Jake Thornton is excited about that, and uh, we'll see uh, we'll see what happens in fall camp. Well, the reason I ask who's the sixth offensive lineman right now is because that then changes the calculus for what you would do as backup center, and I'm with you. It would be Eli Akron putting set in it, right guard or whatever. That just makes the most sense. After several years, Silence Casey asks, I'm not sold on Mingo or Dennis Jackson being the lead guys for the season. What other wide receivers can step up to produce – and to be the leaders. Yeah, easy answer, Jalen Robinson. Robinson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, look, man, this kid is dynamite. 
playing in the in the Central Florida offense. He's already proven himself. I'm not completely writing Mingo off either. I think Mingo, you know, is potentially one of the best wide receivers in the country if he can stay healthy. Um, and then don't forget Michael Trigg at tight end. Matt Smith, honestly, with the transfer portal in mind in high school players, isn't second the actual best spot on the podium for a kid. Stay in the back of their mind for the day. They get tired of where they are, and in the process, you save initial NIL money, a discount, if you will. Never really thought about it that way. Well, if they get tired of where they are, that's the risk you're running. Uh, I don't think you're ever in a race to finish second. Um, but you know, but these I, I days, I, these days, David. Yeah, I get what he's saying. I totally get what he's saying. I mean, you know, let's just say. Arch Manning's at Texas, and things don't go well for Sark there. Um, where does he look? Where Where does he turn to? Uh, let's say things don't go well for Jaden Rashada. Exactly. That's Miami. the one that always comes to mind for me. Yeah. I mean, so – and look, Jaden Rashada's not over, all right? It depends on how bad Ole Miss needs a quarterback come December as to, you know, how much money they're willing to unpack in front of Jaden Rashada. Can they top Miami? Uh, probably not, but anyway. Um, so, you know, second's not terrible. Certainly not terrible. Um, this is a crazy new world. It, it, is. it is absolutely nuts. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like something new every day. It, it, it's, it's amazing. I, I mean, it's absolutely amazing what's going on, you know, for the almighty dollar. And I've always been a player's advocate. I know, Ben, you have too. I mean, we want these guys to make all the money that they can make. So, you know. But, but also, in the, it's not something where it has to be one or the other. I can want that and also say the NCAA is completely freaking terrible and pointless. The fact that – I mean, I think they're talking about now letting kids transfer as many times as they want to. And do all, it's like the NCAA is playing this this victim card. To where, oh, y'all wanted this? Well, fine. Here you go. Have it. They're, they're not doing what they were designed and created to do, and that's regulate things in a good faith way. Instead, they're the NCAA, and they, they get a little taste of power. Now they're pouting like a little kid who doesn't get what he wants at Christmas time. Yeah, it's, just, it, it's not power. Somewhere along the way, the NCAA decided they were there to make money and draw high salaries. Yeah. And, and none of this portal money, NIL money, if you will, is NCAA money. And it pisses money them off. Their the same. Yeah, well, their money's staying the same. They're they're still getting what they're getting. Um, so this is coming from fans and boosters. Like, there's no so, reason why Mark Emmert should have ever been a multimillionaire. No, none. None. He runs a nonprofit agency. Uh, nobody running a nonprofit agency. Uh, Jim Baker, Tammy Faye, Joel Osteen, uh, Jerry Falwell, Joel Osteen, all those included, should ever be multi-millionaires. Period. Um, but they are. We got to get the and good vibes going this morning, David. I feel like we're in a cynical, pissy mood. No, nah, man, we're just being real about these questions. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, you're right. That's the bottom line. Mississippi 1848 Rev. Jaron Willis and Tyler Banks, two big freshman linebackers. Have you been, or David, heard how they are looking through the summer workouts? Um, and do y'all know what the staff is thinking in regards to playing time this year? I realize these kids may not may look like Tarzan, but play like Jane when the pad comes on. Pads come on. 
Yeah, you know what? I, I really don't know how they've looked in in summertime workouts, and honestly, it's a rare occasion that it even matters for two guys who are going to be true freshmen. There's so many other nuances of the game that they have yet to learn to yet soak in through osmosis of the speed of the game, you know, being being paramount there. Um, I, I don't expect either one of those guys to be the savior. You're, you're hoping they they will be this, from a, this year. From a pure athleticism or makeup and build standpoint, I know that Ole Miss really loves Tyler Banks. I don't know if he's going to be able to pick up the defense and be a linebacker that's in the rotation earlier or in the year, but they'll carve out a role for him on special teams or something because his athletic profile is freakish. Not to say Jared Wills yeah. isn't, but Tyler Banks, there's just something different. That kid's he's built like a brick shit house. Well, and so is Jalen White, uh, yeah. the lowest-rated guy they signed out of high school in their 22 class. And I, I, I'm going to tell you, I mean, I, I looked at Jalen White. He, he played safety and quarterback in high school. They're going to play him at linebacker. But when I looked at him and I walked up on him, I thought he was a defensive end. He's got the frame. He could be a defensive end one day. But uh they're looking at him at linebacker. <clears throat> and he certainly looks – like he's ready to play. Mentally, is he there yet, though? Uh, you know, time will tell, but history tells us probably not. Naval sees if Lane Kiffin doesn't add anyone from the transfer portal, can Lane Kiffin save those scholarships to use in the next signing class? Well, I mean, it depends on what his overall numbers are. Yeah. You know, is, is he at 85? Um, and to be honest with you, I'd I think they're somewhere close to that. I'd have to do a count to know for sure. I, I think it would be maybe one or two that they have open. C-W-A-M, SWAM, maybe? If you assembled an all-Ole Miss football team from the early 1900s to the 1970s, playing as they were, same weight programs back in the day, against the 2011 Ole Miss football team, who wins and by how much? Uh-huh. Well, the, the, the 2011 Ole Miss football team would because, um, you know, there, there's this big thing, uh, that was called segregation. And, uh, I don't care who you have in the locker room in 1950 or 1960. They're, they're not going to, to be able to compete with the, would you say the 2011 Ole Miss football what'd team? What'd they do? What, what Ole Miss do in 2011? Uh, 2011, that was, uh, Nine ten. That was Freeze's. Uh, they were two and ten because Freeze was hired in December of eleven. So that's the only team where I would I would argue that um, that group from nineteen hundred nineteen seventy putting the All Star team together from that era of teams, those eras of teams could compete with a modern no, football they, team. They could not compete with Ole Miss. Well, when I say compete, I still think they would lose. I'm just saying I, I think that they would be no. – I mean, that two, that that was the worst Ole Miss yeah. football team ever, David, ever. Man, they, they, they had 180-pound offensive line. Ole Miss was um, starting Zach Stout at quarterback. Yep, and Zach Stout would have ran over those 200-pound, 190-pound okay. defensive line. Well, in the 1970s, um, you got a little bit more. You got a little, you, It was a little bit different. Oh, okay, yeah, the 1970s was different. It was a little bit. You're right about that. Um, that team in 2011 was so so bad, so bad. No, I remember so who? Okay, you remember this? Who was the um, NFL big NFL potential prospect guy from that roster? You remember we all talked to him, 
Charles Sawyer at cornerback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Charles to yeah. death. Great kid. He's not a kid anymore. He's a grown-ass man. But you know what I'm saying? Like, no disrespect to Charles Sawyer, but, man, if he's your, like, go-to, oh, you got to come to practice to watch him, NFL guy, you, you know things are not great. Yep, yep. That, that, that's true. But, but no, I, I mean, just, you know, to combobulate your question, um, uh, there's no pre um gosh dog pre nineteen ninety in the community teams that is running on the field now. Um and But twenty eleven is the I only thing that gives that. me pause because they were so bad, but then you're right, Randall Mackey would have just become Michael Vick against that team. So okay. No, they were just poorly coached. I I mean that in a lot of ways they were poorly recruited, poorly coached guys, but they were still guys. Um, they did have you know, Nick Brazel. No one was going to guard Nick Brazel. That's true. And Alabama wanted Nick really bad. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, look, no disrespect to – and I guess the 1970s team would have Archie Manning at quarterback, which is a pretty good uh, pretty good draw right there. But, um, you know, I, I'm just saying the 60 Rebels that won a national championship – uh, they would lose to this Ole Miss team by 40 points. I mean, that's just oh, yeah. how the game changed. Yeah. And again, I go back to integration, uh, where, you know, you, you have a different breed of athlete nowadays. I mean, the different, can they train much harder? Much, much harder. So that's my answer. I'm going with the modern day Rebels. Rebel Joe, what are the chances of getting Watts Brown? He's the right hander. From Long Beach State, I would say um, pretty good. Better odds yeah. than not. Uh, I just know the competition spheres. I know uh, Arkansas really wants him. I was told Vanderbilt really wants him. But Ole Miss has a glaring opening in this weekend rotation behind Hunter Elliott. So uh, I think they're selling that pretty hard. He was in town this week. I mean, the visit went well. They rarely if ever go poorly. So I think they're in a good spot. I think they are, too. Um and, um, you know, one thing you didn't mention, he can come here and play for a national championship baseball. Program. Yes, he can. So, you know. Now think about I it this think, way. Uh, think of how the roles have reversed. Mike Bianco was the uh, tough luck coach that everybody respected, but he couldn't win the big one. Know who, that, know who that is now? Dave Van Horn at Arkansas. Oh, yeah, it is. It is, absolutely. And, and you know, Ole Miss eliminated Arkansas and Omaha. And by so doing – it was like Mike Bianco was Houdini. He he turned Dave Van Horn into himself. Into yeah, Mike he passed Bianco. the torch of disappointment and mediocrity. Not mediocrity, that's not fair. But disappointment well, and falling short to Dave Van Horn. Here, you get to be the long-suffering manager that everyone goes, oh, if he could just if he could just win the big one. Nah, it gets to be you now. Because I almost won yeah, a title. Yeah, and I'll defend Dave Van Horn like I defended Mike Bianco. He's a great Dave coach. That's not the point. Dave Van Horn did not drop the fly ball foul territory that would have won the frickin' College World Series for Arkansas. This is so brutal. I mean, it, 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 you know, it is what it is. That is their fourth and 25. Mm. You better believe it. Absolutely. Rebel 2, Ben and David, just give a guess as who, as who, as to who, I can't speak today, as to who you think will win the quarterback competition. Jackson Dart. Luke Altmaier. <laughs> Big Bad Love at SEC Media Days. That That's just so funny. That's too perfect. 
the quarterback battle, both of them on completely different sides. Big yeah. bad love. At SEC Media Days, Kiffin often mentioned culture issues with the influx of transfers from the portal. We can assume there's been some friction on the team with the new guys since he mentioned it. What can a program do in the fall in this new age of roster turnover to implement, quote, culture, especially when the leaders on a team are first-year players? As a coach, what would you do? Um, when, and also I think that's more – at least I took it this way, and, you, and I could be completely wrong. I felt like it was a little bit of Kiffin coach speak because everything, every report I've gotten from players is, oh, yeah, I mean, they, they've been great and gotten even better and all this kind of stuff. I mean, there's going to be a little bit of issue there. But honestly, in this day and age when it's like NFL free agency and NFL roster construction, these guys are pros and they're going to do their job to develop culture. I, I don't even think culture all that much matters anymore as long as you're winning games, and Lane Kiffin, show, can, and Lane Kiffin has shown that you get him good players and he'll win games. The two most overused words in all of college football is family and culture, okay? And Kiffin is big on not using the word family. Matt Luke was big on overusing the word family. Hugh Freeze was big on overusing the David, word David, you don't have to be blood to be family. Dang. Yeah, Exactly. Okay, your family is who raised you, where your home is, your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister. It's not the guy across the line of scrimmage wanting to kill you at practice every day. That is not family. I wish coaches would shut up with that. I respect Lane Kiffin for not using the family stuff. I mean, it, it, it's just over-permeated college football. Culture, I, I kind of somewhat get in terms of uh, – you want everybody pulling on the same end of the rope. Um, and, and that's problematic sometimes when you've got – look, I mean, they're not counting just transfer portals but new guys and everything. There are 35, 40 new guys in that locker room that weren't part of this football team last year where obviously they were doing some pulling in the, in the right direction. And I think he's right to be concerned about that. Absolutely, 100%. Um you know, you got to make sure all the – and look, a lot of these guys, a lot of these newcomers are, are being asked to be critical elements of this football team this fall. And, and you've got to get them all on the same page, pull it in the same direction. You know, if you don't, it, 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 there could be trouble. So I, I get it. I don't think he was coach speaking there. I really think he's, he's, he's pointing out a legitimate concern that they have. And listen. They're not experts on this culture stuff. They've never had to do this with a roster before, ever, at any stop any of them have ever been, where you've got potentially, let's be honest here, 15 guys from the portal that could, could be starting this year. That's quite a task. You're listening to a mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit. OMSpirit.com and affiliate of On3.com. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. He writes for Inside the Rebels and affiliate of 247 Sports. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. And this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Just simply search Talk of Champions. Let's hear now from a couple of proud sponsors of Talk of Champions, including Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance. That's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. He's a financial planner with Capital Financial Group 
and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. Give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell him Bennett Talk of Champion sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Let's hear from a couple more proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. Your Ole Miss baseball rebels are national champions. Yes, that really happened. Your eyes did not deceive you. And what better way to celebrate since we all spent way too much money getting to and back home from Omaha than with a new car. Well, the only place to buy a car in Oxford, Mississippi is Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Allen Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. They'll get you in the car you want at a price point that you can afford. Give them a call today, 662-234-8000. Ask Brian or Mason to tell them to Talk of Champions sent you because now Talk of Champions actually makes sense. Ole Miss Baseball won a national championship and they'll get you in your dream car with your Ole Miss Omaha magnet planted right there on the driver's side door. They're located at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Contact them today, 662-234-8000. That's Alan Samuels, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of the national champion. Talk of Champions podcast. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. 
Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Back to the mailbag, UM010, Ole Miss planning the College World Series commemorative baseball card set. I have no idea. I don't know. Do you? Well, it's been spoken, so it'll probably happen. Um, but the way the marketing is and everything, Coca-Cola is selling a $7 souvenir bottle, by the way, uh, if you want to get your hands on that. Much better than $40 for a $3 T-shirt, which I uh, – I went to buy a T-shirt. My wife was buying me a T-shirt the day before my birthday, which was July the 4th. And um, 40 bucks, and I said no. I said no, no. Because I, I print T-shirts in the summertime for my football camps. I know they cost about three bucks a shot. I, I, I just wasn't I, – I wasn't going to do that. And I didn't do it, and I haven't done it. I am going to buy the $7 Coke bottle. Though. I'm glad you brought this up. My buddy Sawyer Wheatley over at ScreenCo in New Albany texted me and said, tell David I got him. I'll hook him up with some national championship T-shirts. All right. I'm going to do it. All right. So come on over here. Your cousin Justin's over here as a doctor. Just come on. Why'd you have to throw that in? You know, huh? just give him a shout-out because we know he's listening. <laughs> Feed Moncrief 17. With linebackers being our most thin defensive group, could we see some players go out of position to play linebacker? If so, who do you think specifically? Personally, I like Otis Reese. Well, Corey Coleman's kind of doing that, and so is Demond Clowney. Yeah, and again, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk about a guy I've already said something about, Jalen White. Um, I know he's a true freshman, but I think Jalen can give them some valuable snaps at linebacker. God knows he can if he plays like he looks. Great-looking kid. Trace around, when will construction of the new softball stadium begin? Nobody knows, including Keith Carter. Um, you know, in April, it was set to begin in June, you know, or at the earliest point of the summer. But in any event, by now, uh, ground would have been broken and everything would have been on its way. And the Rebels were planning on playing at possibly Oxford High School, some of their home games next year before moving in, before the season ended, into their new digs. All of that is off. Now, I asked Keith Carter, um, you know, basically what the deal was, and he said, well, they're looking at alternative sites. And, you know, I said, so no ground's going to be broken this summer. No. I said, okay, so the softball team's playing exactly – where they played this season, next season, yes. So to be honest with you, it's halted, just like uh, the stadium expansion, renovation, whatever you want to call it, the Bald Hemingway. Um, and, um, you know, it's a little disappointing, but I understand why. Number one, the economy sucks. It's terrible right now. It, you know, the inflation is out of this world. Interest rates are, are skyrocketing. And it costs more to do things. So I get that. And number two is the NIL. I'm sorry, but it is the NIL. And, you know, we had a great article on Inside the Rebels about that earlier this week where Carter admits, yeah, we're telling boosters 
you know, consider some of this money for the NIL and the Growth Collective. And, um, you know, that's how you stay competitive in this new day and age. And I know I keep saying new day and age, but it is. Folks, it was not like this two years ago. It was not like this last summer. It is crazy now. It is absolutely crazy. I'm looking for somebody starting quarterback to just say, to heck with this, man. They're going to say if I don't play in that game, giving me $5 million, that I'm going to transfer to their school next year. I mean, it, it's wacko. I mean, I mean, just think about 18-year-old millionaires running around. What did you do as an 18-year-old? I mean, I'm we, asking. We don't need to get into that. We don't, don't need to exactly. get into that. But, but, I mean, you know, to the listeners, what did you do as an 18-year-old? What could you have done if you had a million bucks in your pocket as an 18-year-old? I mean, you know, it, it, in a lot of ways, it's a recipe for disaster. I don't know the answer because, again, at heart, I'm a player's advocate. I want these guys to get paid. I want them to eat well, and I don't want them to have to worry about anything. But, I mean, you know, they're passing out, you know, lottery money. That's what's going on now. You want you want this player or that player, you, you got to pay for him. And if you don't pay for him, you don't get it. And that's uh, that's the world we live in. Naval sees how many basketball players will Kermit Davis sign this coming year. Um, however many he needs, and I don't say that flippantly. Last yeah, year, I mean, last year he didn't have the spots. He didn't have the spots, and he had added eight new guys. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think he's going to add 124 guys. Yeah, I mean it's whatever it needs to be. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. A. Garrett C. With NIL collectives at every school, do you believe there will be less transfer portal prospects available next year? Also, do you see the price of transfer portal prospects increasing because of collectives? Yeah, the price is going to increase, and if you think they're le- there's going to be less, I would say you're crazy because there are guys on rosters all across college football that do not have any NIL money, and they're looking around and they're going, okay, this freshman's coming in making fifty grand a year. I've been here three years, busting my ass, started for two, and I'm not getting anything. I'm out of here, coach. I'm going to try the open market, and I think that's what you're going to see uh, heavily come January. Hey, Garrett C. How many combined points per game between Ruffin and Matthew Morrell will it take for basketball to make the NCAA tournament? Seventeen, at least a piece, because on this roster. There are two players that are legitimate NBA prospects. Matthew Morrell is already generating NBA um, interest, had a lot of transfer interest, but he stayed at Ole Miss. He needs to play like a rising NBA player. And Deshaun Ruffin is an NBA player, but he's 5'6", 5'7". That's what's keeping him. It's all about his height. It's not about his game. So those both those guys need to play that way for Ole Miss to get where it needs to go, and that is the NCAA tournament and improve it year for everybody. Hoops, 94 Rebel. Can you give an update slash expectation on Braylon Brown? He was highly recruited, and he has the look. Curious if you think he or another one of the young wide receivers has the best chance to contribute. You know, it all depends on how he comes off the injury. Um, and, I mean, really comes off the injury. Is it a thing of the past? Is it something that still hinders him a little bit? I don't know if we can answer that right now. Um, you know, without seeing him run some routes and fall count. Uh, I can tell you this, last year he was well on his way to playing. And then, uh, you know, he has a knee injury during practice. And I was I was standing 20 yards from him when he went down. And, uh, you know, I didn't know how bad it was. I don't think he did either. 
But after medical staff came over there and checked him, I spotted him under the tent out there all alone and crying. I knew at that point that, uh, you know, it wasn't good news, but uh, hopefully the kid can bounce back and have a great year. Let's go from the message boards to Twitter. Doe, uh, at OLMstead, Inc., based on your inside sources, which programs in the SEC have the most NIL money to spend on football, rank them from first to last. Well, Texas A&M, I'd say it's one. Uh, I think Georgia's two and Alabama's three, is, although it's very, very close. Um, then I would put LSU at number four. Uh, from LSU, I would probably – Probably go Arkansas Tennessee. and Auburn. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. Didn't didn't think about them. Tennessee right behind LSU, and then I would say Arkansas and Auburn. And what's that? Six. That's your top six. Kentucky's uh, in there too. Kentucky's got money, and if you don't believe me, look at what they're doing in the portal. Um, and um, okay, so that's eight. Uh, nine. Nine would be who, Ben? Um, Where does Ole Miss come South in? Tenth is Ole Miss ten? Probably right. Ole Miss and South Carolina nine and ten. Just kind of you know put the other one in front of the other one if you want to. It doesn't really matter. I would say tenth. Uh, you know, and, and then from the bottom forward, I think it's Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Missouri. Somebody's got to be eleventh. Who is that? Who are we with? Florida. We forgot about Florida. Oh, Florida's up there. Florida's like yeah, eight. Florida's way up there. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, to make it relevant, I think Ole Miss is around ninth or 10th in terms of capability of raising NIO money in their conference. And I think in America, uh, that's probably worthy top 20, top 25 uh, in terms of NIO money. At the William Bain, can we get your prediction on who leads the Ole Miss Rebels in passing stats in 2022? Well, going by previous answers – I'm going to say Jackson Dart, and David's going to say Luke Altmaier. Yeah, and look, let me tell you, let me tell you something. This is, this is just my my looking over the fence take. Okay, uh, uh, we all saw what happened in the spring, and and look, it wasn't that Jackson Dart doesn't have a strong arm. He's got an incredibly strong arm. It was that his passes very often did not go where he wanted them to go. Um, it was him having some mechanical issues in the spring. And, you know, when you factor in – and look, Luke Olmar didn't have a great spring, but he was he was efficient and he managed that offense pretty well. And, and look, he's not outside garbage. I mean, the kid was a four-star prospect coming out of Starkville High in the 21 class. So he's got all the potential in the world. He's got NFL potential. So people have been quick to write him off because of the fanfare of Jackson Dart. And, look, Lane Kiffin told Dennis Dodd in Atlanta on Monday, he said, I think just Ole Miss fans assumed Jackson Dart was going to be our starting quarterback. But we've got fall camp to go. I'm phrasing here, but that's essentially what he said. He also got up to the podium and, and essentially talked about the situation of buyer's remorse in the NIL deal so you know and what i mean by that is he got up there and he said okay you know let's say the boosters are paying this much for a kid and they want to know why so my question 
and, and, and I hate to psychoanalyze, but I am here. Was he not setting the Ole Miss fan base up for Luke Altmaier winning this job over fall camp? Oh, I'm just asking. You know, it, it's my business to ask questions. Blue collared, comma hard nose at hard nose fifteen. I could do a whole podcast on what you just said. Blue collared, comma hard nose at hard nose fifteen. What's your prediction on the stars for Ole Miss baseball next season? And are they? And are they? Are there? You should have said. Are there any other transfer portal options? Uh, we've kind of gone over the other transfer portal options. I'll just run through it as if Friday night was coming up, the first Friday night of the year was coming up this weekend, and say Hunter Elliott on the mound, Calvin Harris behind the plate, Kemp Alderman at first, second is Peyton Chatagnier, shortstop is Jacob Gonzalez, obviously, third base is Timothy Semay, center field is TJ McCants, left field and right field. Oh, God. Oh, I got stuck. Kramer. Kramer. Uh- I think you could probably pencil Kramer, John Kramer in. Yeah, John Kramer will be in there. The outfield is where they're going to have to figure things out. Yep, yep. And it's anybody's guess at this point. you got to let the roster settle first. Who knows? They may bring in a, a portal outfielder next week. We just don't know. Not yet. We don't know yet. We will know. Christian Bonds, what do you think about striping the stadium on homecoming? And generally, the game day production, I was really impressed with all the stuff going on in between plays and timeouts that kept you engaged that they did last year. Yeah, keep it up. I think striping the stadium is fantastic. I was out there shooting some videos last week, and, uh, you know, all of the tunnel entrances have been painted bright red, and it looks really good, really good. All of the steps up the rows to the stadium have been painted gray. Uh, that that is also a very good aesthetic plus. Um, yeah, I, I think Ole Miss is doing a great job. Uh, probably needs to be a little louder, but I watched the game from behind the glass of the press box, so crowd, so to speak. But um, you know, I would think uh, I would I, you know I think they're doing a great job. Um, you know, they gotta they gotta get their their DJ situation rectified, and I think there's some more work going into that as well. So uh, I'm all for striping the stadium, man. Andy McNulty, any Bianco-era non-pitcher to start a team with, who do you take? Mm. Stephen mm. Head. I know that's a cheat, but Stephen Head. He played first base. No, no, you're right. You're right. He's the guy. He's the guy. Stephen Head. He could also pitch and, uh, you know, play every day for you. For you. Zach Kozar will be in there. Chris Coughlin will be in there. Oh, I got a lot of them. Blue collared, comma hard nose. What's your five bold predictions for the football season? Let's do three for you, two for me. Give me three bold predictions for you. Whew, man, that's that's. Um... All right, I'll start with Ole Miss. I saw earlier this week they were predicted to go to the Music City Bowl. Uh, Pooey on that. Uh, I don't know where they're going to go, but I'm going to say. Ole Miss is going to the New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, Mississippi State, I'm predicting Birmingham. And Why did you have to do that? Why? Why did you do that? <laughs> what do you mean? Why? I mean, I'm, look, just, I like, they got they got Will Rogers coming back. They got some excitement. They feel like they're being slighted. And then you come in on July 21st. July 21st, 
when two Ole Miss beat reporters yeah, no. are talking and you just drop, yeah, State, screw them, they're going to Birmingham. Man, man, I had a good time in Birmingham one year. Sure. Um, so um, the next team I'll pick is going to be LSU. And Brian Kelly's a hell of a football coach, but Brian Kelly's engine is not running on all cylinders. I'm going to say LSU ends up in the Music City. Those are my three. Ole Miss, New Year's Six, State, Birmingham, LSU, Music City. My two bold predictions for football season. One, that a non-SEC team will win the national championship. And two, and this is the one you're going to love, Texas is going to suck again, and Steve Sarkeesian is going to get fired, and everybody's going to start talking about where Arch Manning's going to go to school again. I can see that happening. I think you're a year early on that. Um, but, um, but yes, I, I think Texas is going to suck in 22. I think they're going to suck in 23. And, um, yeah, you know, by the time 25 rolls around, Hugh Freeze or somebody's going to be the head coach at Texas. Hugh Freeze will be the head coach uh, at Liberty in 2025. I agree with that. I'm just saying they're going to get somebody that's won in this league before, knows the rigors of this league. Uh, they best not jump in this league uh, with a West Coast guy. All right, here's Better one for you. Here's one for you. This is a mailbag summer Ben bullshit question. Who is more likely to be at Ole Miss in 2025, Lane Kiffin or Arch Manning? That's a good question. Um, wow, wow. I'm uh, saying it's a tough one. That is a that is a very tough question. I'm going to go with I'm going to play the odds. I'm going to go with Lane Kiffin just because he's at Ole Miss right now. Would not surprise me if that were reversed. Would you right? Would you Ole Miss fan? Trade Lane Kiffin for Arch Manning in 2025? No, I would not. Then I'm going to go with Lane Kiffin. going to be here in 2025. That's what I'll go with. That was my contribution to the mailbag. All right, a couple more. B.J. Smith, my buddy B.J. Smith, can you see a realistic path forward or scenario to where Ole Miss football wins a natty this year? Man, Jackson Dart or Luke Altmaier would have to have a Joe Burrow-type year. Well, uh, listen. Yes, I could see one. Uh, will it happen? Probably not. But, um, you know, we're talking about quarterback and offense here and everything. Look, Lane knows how to call an offensive football game. To me, the biggest question that's going to define the success of this season is what happens on the defensive side of the ball, where Chris Partridge will be calling his defense for the first time. And, um, you know, I think there are going to be a few, you know, very close games that defensively will, you know, that's going to decide them. And um, so, you know, that's a whole other thing we're not talking about enough is, you know, there's a first-year coordinator on that side of the ball. And I don't think Lane is in the headset uh, vetoing defensive calls, Okay. Uh, this is Partridge's defense, and uh, I certainly hope he does very well. Noah York, after Odin on Kool-Aid this baseball season, yes, yes, I did, and you did too. What's the best course of action regarding Kool-Aid consumption this fall? Drink it heavily after the first three games. Back off. If they come out or get into October, November with only two losses, one, two losses, drink it hard again. 
And then the postseason, if they get into a New Year's Six like David just laid out, let's just guzzle it because hopefully it'll be the New York Six that is the championship rounds. Yeah, um, I'm not good at giving drinking advice. It's um, Kool-Aid. It's drinking Kool-Aid. Yeah, you know, we're, we're drinking Kool-Aid. Oh, this is the best. Everything. Hope springs it, eternal. It's all liquid. How many of you were drinking Kool-Aid uh, back in April when the Ole Miss baseball team was struggling so much? Um, you know, enjoy it the way you want to enjoy it. It doesn't matter how much Kool-Aid you're drinking. It really doesn't. Um, you're no fun. You know, you're too cynical this morning. Just say, hey. Matter. Come on. It, it does really matter. Matters. It's fun. It, hey, listen, you gloomy gus. A jug of Kool-Aid. And get it all over your face, your body. Let it run through your butt crack. Calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. Too fast, too far. Enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Enjoy every bit of it. We enjoy watching football. Have a good time watching it. Slide it down your butt crack is what David Johnson said. That's happened to me. That has happened. Calm calm it down. This is getting – wait, what happened? Wait, huh? Well, I've got an eight-year-old. Okay, no, 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 okay, no, no, stop. No, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. She was three or four, and she liked to jump on Dad's back, and, you know, one day she jumped on my back with Kool-Aid, and it, Okay. It, it tasted better going through the mouth. Okay. Bob Reeves, what's up with Bryson Hurst? Yeah, Bryson Hurst is gone. Uh, you know, and the sad thing is, as far as we understand, he never signed a letter of intent. Yes, he had a press conference. Yes, there were TV stations there and media. Yes, uh, a video of him, quote, unquote, signing his uh, letter of intent. No, Ole Miss really did Bryson anything. Uh, he's, long story short, he's academically ineligible. Clay Bermuda. He will be playing Juco football. Clay Bermuda, hopes for House of Dragon. I have none. I was burned by the final season of Game of Thrones. Forrest Boutwell. I saw, I saw that question. I was uh, hoping you'd answer that. I have nothing to say anymore. Forrest Boutwell, are we going to get anybody from the portal in baseball? I kind of covered that. Patrick Richardson, heard anything on when postseason, the season episode will be released? I have not. Have you? I haven't heard anything. I mean, you know, Mike Bianco's been out of the country. His assistant coaches are on the road recruiting this week. Um, They're out you know, since the 29th, actually. They may want some fresh interviews or whatever. Uh, I, you know, when it pops, it'll probably be in the middle of football. <laughs> Deplorable, Reb. Have you heard anything? No, this is from at Rebel, at Smoke36. Ben, have you all heard anything out of Kentrell Lockett? Oh, yes, I have. I talked to Kentrell for the first time in a long time this week. And look forward to getting him back on the podcast at some point. So, yes, I love 40, and I'm glad that we were connected. That's all the questions we've gotten for this mailbag edition of the Crossover Podcast. Well, Talk I thought you, that's all you've gotten. I've gotten some on the oh. message board I want to address. Uh, yes. And uh, I'm sitting on my porch, so I'm not going back in to look and see who uh, wrote each one of these questions. But, uh, and Ben, I'll let you answer these. Uh, give us your best idea on linebacker depth. Uh, there's only a few guys that I have a lot of uh, like optimism for. I think Austin Keys. Let's say Austin Keys is healthy. I think Austin Keys could be a dynamic player for Ole Miss. Um, I don't have a lot of faith 
and Ashante Seastrunk becoming a superstar. I think he's a very solid player, but he's kind of tapped out on who he is. So where you need to get some guys um, to step up and really assume big roles is with Troy Brown, obviously, is a transfer. But then Kari Coleman making that transition to playing as a, a stand-up linebacker, edge guy, Demon Clowney. The depth doesn't look great now because it's not proven production, right? But in fall camp, we might go out there and go, holy crap. Look at Kari Coleman. Look at Demon Clowney. Because you can tell out there at practice, you can't tell much, but you can tell some guys that are having a great camp that are standing out that could be on the precipice of a breakout year, of a um, rising and becoming a superstar type of year. You've seen it a lot with guys like Demarcus Gase has to have a great fall camp, and he does, and then he goes on, despite previous non-production, to be a baller. So same thing there. Like, I don't know what the depth is. Right now the depth doesn't look great because it's not proven. But I could see upside guys that give me optimism about what it could be. Will the baseball team get anybody else from the transfer portal? We've answered that 15 different times. Um, okay, this one this one is for me, David. Uh, you've been to uh, – yeah, you, this guy is thinking about going to a couple of Civil War sites in Virginia. He said you've been to Gettysburg multiple times in the last couple of years. Is it worth the trip? Yes, go. Absolutely go. It is uh, what small-town Americana should be. The battlefield itself is absolutely incredible. Read read a couple of books on Gettysburg before you go there. Go see it live. Um, and uh, two of the best Italian restaurants I've ever eaten at, Venturas and Mama Venturas and Bella's, uh, are in Gettysburg. Small town, easy to get around. You'll feel safe the whole time you're there. Hey, let me ask you something. Uh, Look, David yeah. does this. This is what David does as a hobby. He loves Civil War stuff. Um, when you go out there to the battlefield, because I went to the Grand Canyon, was really excited about it, paid to get flown out there on a helicopter. We landed, and you stand there and go, oh, well, there's the Grand Canyon. Well, at the battlefield, no. how is it different? Are you not just staring at grass? Well, it, it, it may not be different if you don't know what everything is. Um, for and, and, and that's probably hard, too, with the Grand Canyon. Many years ago, a, a meteorite blew a hole in the ground or something like that. Um but you know, I, I, I know the terrain. Um, you know, and watch and looking at the same terrain Robert E. Lee looked at when he ordered Pickett's Charge. Uh, I still to this day have no idea what in the world was going through his mind. It's the worst military blunder in American history, I believe. Um, but but it's a little it, it's a little bit different. You stand on top of a little round top where Joshua Chamberlain and the 20th Maine stood. Um, you know, yeah, you're just there, and you know what happened there. And um, to me, that makes it kind of special. Next question here, um, can you elaborate on the quarterback battle? I don't know what else to say. Me either. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, you're talking about um, – I don't know that we'll know in September really and truly who Lane is going to start against Kentucky. And to me – Kentucky is week one of the season. You got four practice games in September. I know they're not practice games, but they ought to be. And um, and then SEC play starts with a really good Kentucky team. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Ben says Jackson. I say Luke. I say Luke with no level of confidence. I want you all to know that. Um, Same for but, me. Um, yeah, there, there's no level of confidence here. But anyway. That, that'll do it, Ben. That'll wrap us up on questions. Man, so many questions. 
I love it. You can tell that football season is getting close because I, I couldn't imagine doing a mailbag. Well, I could during the national championship run, but I can't. Ima- I couldn't imagine doing it in a typical summer a mailbag around this time. And look how many we got because guess what? Championship and also football season is around the corner. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah, it is great. It is fantastic. And, uh, you know, when they let us know when we'll have, like, uh, when the players report, when the first day of practice is, uh, when and if there's going to be an Ole Miss media day, we'll let you guys know. So yeah, and maybe me and David will do something live from from Ole Miss media day. Why not? We've already gone yeah, this far with the crossover yeah. stuff. Why not? I'm, I'm for it. Let's do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.